Okay, here we go. Goggles on. Goggles oh, yeah. down, go. gents. Oh, man, I'm all fogged up. I can't see nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, here we go. Ready? Three, two, one. <laughs> episode 12 of the flight test community podcast i am joel cannon i am here joined everybody for a wonderful hostful welcome to the hostful it's like the intro to masterpiece theater it is indeed <laughs> good evening everyone pilot bombardier pilot bombardier everyone quick what see i thought this was mystery science theater 3000 uh if it's 3000 or miles all right well let's go down the list who is joining me this fine evening it looks like very first on my list is mr mike finley howdy everybody mike finley here patrick murphy is next hello and followed by him is mr dan cruz howdy howdy guys i have carl ledick howdy everyone ben greenwalt party people Eddie Black. What's up? And last but by no means least, Mr. Dan Sponholz. Greetings, everyone. Except for Dan, and, he doesn't have a camera. Yeah, well, we tried that, and of course it didn't really go very well. But anyway, I'm sorry, I cannot see a dang thing. How is everybody this evening? Fantastic. <laughs> that was fun. So, that was fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, this fine evening, we have a great show lined up for you. And we are here for a fantastic little hostful because we will be talking all things Flight Fest preparedness. So, this evening uh, we're pretty much going to be talking exclusively about uh, Flight Fest 2016. So, apologies, but no RC updates from the crew because, well, we have eight co hosts who are joining us this yeah, evening. Yeah, we're boring anyway. So. It's not that we're boring. They I mean, love listening to those boring. updates. We're, we're boring. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm boring. I. Well, I feel Nobody's like arguing I'm... with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Like I'm well, <laughs> I, I think most of our guest hosts are fantastic. I think exactly. we're Exactly. <laughs> I think I'm what a pretty happened? excitable person. <laughs> excitable, <laughs> exciting. Yeah, well, you know. Thanks. <laughs> Well, uh, with that uh, <laughs> underway, um, I know uh, Pat and Mike both wanted to get some quick business out the way before we get into the big stuff. Um, so, uh, who wants to take the lead on this one? Pat, Mike? Pat, go for it, buddy. Okay, uh, we got some really nice feedback from a guy on uh, Facebook today on our channel. Uh, Jugsy from Australia, Mike. From down under. Crikey. 
Uh, no, he, he really cool dude. Thank you, Jugsy, for the nice words. It, it really means a lot. It, it, a lot. Thanks, bro. Hopefully, he's listening. Yes. He said he's all caught up, so he should be catching this show. Um, and he said he was listening live this evening because he works the overnight in Australia. So, Jugsy, if you're with us, uh, we hope that you're in the live chat with us. So, uh, please join us for the Q&A. Um, if you guys have not joined the Q&A and you're just following us live on YouTube, um, please go over to the Google Hangouts portion of the show where you'll be able to uh, chime in with all of your live Q&A while we're trotting along here. Um, I have one piece of uh, news before we get into the real show topic here as well. Um, due to circumstances that occurred over the weekend, I am obligated to say the following statement. Tim Michael, you are a phenomenal pilot, and I must bow to, to you in every aspect of all flying. Thank you very much for saving my airplane. I am forever indebted to you. So here be told in front of this union of pilots. So oh, now I know what that was all about. <laughs> yeah, now I see. Okay. Okay, and yes, the other uh, co-host did not know about that statement. Yes, I did have to admit, full disclosure, I landed my brand new UMX Radiant in a tree this weekend. Tim oh. saved it for me, and therefore, oh, owing to him that statement of awesome piloting. So fantastic. Huh, so that was fun. Okay, so wait a minute, wait a minute. So... He's an awesome pilot because he had the longest stick out on the field to fish your So, okay, so we didn't, That's we weren't going to go, happens, we weren't going to have Ooh, updates, it's plain. but okay, it's plain. I'll quickly tell the story. So I, I landed my UMX Radian. There was quite a bit of wind. I knew better, but I was obstinate and I wanted to get it in the air anyway. So I decided that I would pop the Radian up into uh, uh, it, it coming around and it kind of fell into the wind and well the wind took it and kind of just put it there so it's I, about I'm 50 out. go on i'm out you did not land in a tree you crashed, <laughs> crashed. <laughs> okay. it you. gently Continue. it gently fell it gently fell it, into it the tree crashed okay. into the tree <laughs> continue with your story <laughs> <laughs> and so we were trying to figure out the best way of getting it down, and so we strung four lanyards together on the top, on the bottom of his quad, and we flew it up, and he hovered right over the top of it, and it fell from the first portion of the tree into the second portion of the tree. So it was about halfway in the tree right now. So then uh, we took the packing tape that I had with me. There's a little bit of an echo. I think it's coming from Carl. Is it? Let me. Uh, I think so. Sorry. <laughs> um, and so it 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 we've spiraled spiraled the packing tape, and uh, yeah. So the, the we wound it wound it into a rope, and once we put it into a rope, we tied that to one of his quads. He took off. He flew it up in an arch, and landed it perfectly on the other side. We shook the tree to kingdom come. Then we took out the large pole to take it the rest of the way. So that's how we got it down. That's why he is an awesome pilot. <laughs> so excellent. I'm excellent. just glad to see you got your plane back. 
Me also. It was wonderful. Um, so uh, with that being said, allow me just a moment to... I've got to tweak one quick setting because uh, one of our fabulous hosts has offered to do the controls for us. So there you go, Ben. You should have it now. Um, and let's continue. Um, so popping over to the show notes where we will continue from here. Lovely. All right. Well, so we have a great show lined up for everybody. Um, and the uh, fine gentlemen who we have before us are going to assist us in basically what we are calling Flight Fest Preparedness. Um, what we're basically going to do is we're going to go through some topics um, which can apply to any kind of large-scale flying event where there's a, a stay involved, a potential car ride, um, in some cases even flights involved, uh, especially for one of our intrepid um, group members um, who is coming over all the way from Norway, and I think we'll know who is uh, joining us. Um, so that is fantastic. And uh, yes, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, so with that being said, let's go ahead and kick off underway, and the first topic of discussion for this evening is, well, how does everyone plan for an RC event? Um, so basically, uh, let's start with our very fine member, let's go with Mikey. Mikey, how do you prepare for, um large-scale events. Do you, uh, like, write a list? Do you do anything in particular? Or how, how, do, you, how do you begin the process? Yeah, I don't, I don't write a list. What I usually do, for me anyway, is decide what planes I'm taking and then try to figure out how to get them all in my vehicle. And once all those fit, then the rest of it is, uh, okay, I will... Uh, figure out how to get everything else in there. But, uh, the, uh, you know, this year I'm going to bring my, uh, carbon Z cub because, uh, David Windestall is going to be there and he has to sign it because everybody else has already. And then I got to pack around it because <laughs> it's so big and I have a much smaller vehicle than I had last year. So yeah. And then the day before I load everything in and get it all ready, go to sleep, get up, start driving. Because I've got a 13-hour drive ahead of me. Beautiful. And Patrick, how do you prep? Um, I'm like Mike. I figure out what planes I'm going to take, or, or I should say, I, 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 I decide which planes I would like. My dream would be to take, and then I probably don't get a quarter of them done by the time I want to leave, so I don't take them. Um, so. Uh, I I start with planes. Um, I've got a I've got one I've got a couple that I want to build yet. The Baby Baron definitely, and the Bloody Ripper I want to build to bring. Um, but I keep getting uh, distracted by other things. Yeah, uh, and, and, and like your slope that you're not going to bring. Yeah, right. Exactly. That that's what's behind me there. Um, so the like the night before, I'll just grab my camping gear and set it in the garage, get up the next morning, throw it in the vehicle, and cruise. Nice. Let's go next to Eddie. Eddie, how do you prep? <laughs> well, if it's me, it's easy. But Wendy 
has decided that we're going to make a list. <laughs> and, and I know that, that a lot of you know Wendy, so you know that she is not one for not being prepared. So um, we have we started talking about this today on what planes I'm going to take. So we started with a night flyer, a day flyer, a 3D plane, and a quad, and her plane. And then we've uh, decided that we're taking two generators and a tent, and then after all that fits, we'll take whatever else we want. Excellent. Mr. Spons. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I kind of plan for uh, a big event like this, like you guys plan for this podcast. But actually, I mean, the first two years we took a pop-up camper, my pop-up camper, and I, I come with Keegan, my brother, and my nephew, so there's four of us. So we have to load up here, drive down to my brother's, and then try and cram all their stuff in there too. So I posted a picture last year on Instagram of the back of what the truck looked like, and it was just a mess of foam board planes thrown into the back of the truck. So we try to cram all the planes in the back of the truck and all the rest of the stuff in the camper. But this year is going to be a little bit different because uh, I'm going to be bringing my brother-in-law's uh, travel trailer. Mm. So uh, we needed way more room for the for the two uh, big planes that Keegan and I are going to be bringing, the, the intruder design that we're bringing down there. So if we would have been bringing the pop-up, those wouldn't have fit. So it'll be interesting. It, and, you know, I kind of have a list of things that I'm starting to put together to bring along, but it's... It'll be a last-minute mad dash to figure out what we're all going to try and cram in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a, there's a familiar story emerging here. Mr. Cruz, I know you have a pile of parts now sitting in your workshop. So uh, how are you preparing? I'm preparing directly by building planes. Um, <laughs> that sounds appropriate. <laughs> yeah, it's a, and very nice. It does fly very well. I'm very thrilled with it. Anyways, um, it, it starts like everybody else. You start with planes. What do I want to bring? What do I want to keep? What do I want to fly? And I start probably about uh, two months ahead of time, uh, just sort of picturing in my head what the ideal flights will be, what kind of experience I want. And, of course, none of those things happen. That's fine. But, um, so I start putting them together, and I get them out. And I crash them. Well, that's something and I get a set that I like, and then I have to try and figure out how on God's green earth they're going to sit in my car. Huh? I can't believe there's so many people in my kitchen. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Wendy, we're doing a podcast here. Come on. Hey, Wendy. A little professional uh, decorum. Go ahead and say hi. <laughs> As she's giving me grief, she's like, really? You did this in the kitchen? I don't want anybody to see my kitchen. <laughs> okay. Tonight the whole world is just <laughs> well, now. <laughs> hi, Wendy. That says hi, Wendy. Hi, right. okay. uh, I think everybody says hi, hey, and the world her, says hello. Tell her she's yeah. in the, the fridge. We want a sandwich. Yeah. Uh, Can you make me a sandwich? Ben and Dan want to know if you make them a sandwich and keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'm grounded. Everybody else. <laughs> so I think well, Wendy's going to be bringing five planes. You're going to be bringing one. That sounds appropriate. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. 
But I mean, uh, because of uh, fitting things in and the um, the wonderful time that Nancy had last year, uh, we have changed some of our policies and the way we're doing things. Uh, I'm actually in process of building a trailer to carry everything in. Um, it's definitely a step up for me, and we'll see how that goes. Um, but I mean, you start with the planes. What do I want to carry? You start with the event. What do I want? What do I want to do? What's interesting to me? And you try and go from there. What am I going to need? Am I going to need a generator? Am I going to not? Am I going to need uh, camping gear? What's great? A tent? Am I going to sleep in my car? What? And plan as best as you can. And the first uh, the first casualty of any war is the plan. So you just roll with the punches. Yeah, what was that old saying that uh, uh, the best laid plans don't last first, first contact with the enemy? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, excellent. Carl, you're up, buddy. How do you let prep? Me, let me unmute there. Um, so I, right before the first Fly Fest, I picked up a trailer, and I absolutely love that thing. So it, it just I basically just throw everything in there. Um, I keep a couple of lists for everything I need for camping. Um, Fly Fest is great. The, the last couple of years, I've just done a little like backpacking tent. You know, you know, five foot by five foot, sleeping diagonally. Uh, it might be a bigger tent this year, but, uh, you know, just, uh, geez. Um, I do make lists because I, I tend to forget stuff if I try to rush at the last minute and I'll and show up with, with nothing. So I've got a list of the planes that are coming, all the tools that I'm going to need to fix them when I inevitably crash, um, all the, the kind of camping gear that I'm going to need, the, the shower supplies so I can stay clean, uh, a couple changes of clothes for every day because I sweat really bad in the heat. So, you know, just uh, I, I try to be a little, you know, be prepped of a couple, maybe a, a two weeks out, have everything already packed and ready to go and just be uh, you know, relaxed from there. Two yeah. weeks out? Good yeah. Word, man. Yeah. I, I'm going to have the trailer ready and loaded two weeks before we go. So you I'm, are doing I'm, it wrong. Two weeks out. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to go. He's a boy scout. They're like so. two hours out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like I'm working from that. home the day we leave just to make sure I can pack then. Until then, I really don't care. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, that, again, like everybody has said, that's my plan. But uh, it'll probably be more last minute than that. But yeah, you, like everyone has said, you kind of plan around what you want to bring with you. So um, I, I want to bring, I want to bring everything. I want to fly everything while I'm there. But uh, you know. You know, try to be reasonable. Bring the the kind of planes that you're willing to to lose. You're willing to have mid airs and stuff with, and, and just have fun. And Absolutely. finally, in the little list that I have, uh, Ben, how do you prep? Um, I I, I kind of go the way of Carl. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I've got a list. We we do a ton of camping with my family throughout the the summertime. So uh, I got a storage unit across the street from my house that. Literally, I walk in, I start pulling totes and throw it in. Um, I bought a pop-up camper a couple weeks ago, so we'll be bringing that and uh, loading up my trailblazer, the back of it. So it's just kind of the, the same same story, I guess, as everybody else, trying to determine which uh, which planes you're going to bring. And then I actually do have lists, and I start packing two to three weeks out just because I want to make sure I've got everything. Cause, but I am the most organized, unorganized person you know because I guarantee you I'll get like 10 minutes down the road and I'll forget like 10 different things that i got to turn around for. So, yeah. so you're leaving like a day early? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll get it. I'll, first time I'll, I might get across the state line. I'll have to turn around. And then next time I may make it to Indy and then I'll have to turn around. That sounds painful. <laughs> Actually, last year when we did it, um, I literally I got, I, I made a, a thing in my head that said the minute I hit 60 miles from my house, if I didn't bring it, it doesn't need to be brought. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so, um, I don't mean to cut you off, Ben, but uh, I think we should talk about some specifics of the camping equipment that that we bring. I I don't know that we all need to make a list of it, but there are some basic things, and then some that, you know, there there might be something very particular that that you need camping, you know, with mm-hmm. OCD about something, and and that might be helpful for folks. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, it all depends on like what kind of camper, you know, it's just like if you guys are going to go camping for the weekend, um, you know, it all depends on what kind of camper you want to be. If you want to be the person in air conditioning and everything else, you bring a, uh, a tow behind trailer or pop up or a fifth wheel with this guy cam, you know, got it. But, um, you know, you can go as minimalist as Fred, you know, Fred brings a five by seven tent. Uh, a sleeping bag, and I think like two days worth of clothes. That's it. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So, it, it, yeah. And I mean, it, it, it all really gets into what you, what comfort level you want to be in. Um, everybody knows, most of everybody knows me that last year um, when the tsunamis hit, uh, I lost a tent. I had Lake Michigan out in front of my tent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've got a photo of it, you know, um, I wish Josh was on with us tonight because that guy had to rescue me when our first tent actually collapsed on me, oh, you know. Geez. And uh, that, that's something that I wanted to bring up is that uh, if, you have, if you're planning on tent camping and you let's say you've got like a larger, like I've got an eight-person tent, um, if you have a larger tent that you're planning on using, you, you probably should consider throwing a two-man pop-up tent for emergency purposes mm-hmm. because the first year of Flight Fest, uh, Asbjorn was staying in my eight-man tent and I was staying in one of our little two-man tents and that's when the storm hit and we had like a 20 by 8 canopy and the thing took flight, ripped the back hatch off my truck, ripped, pulled the flies off the tent as it went and as tent had like three inches of water in it after that, mine was soaked, everything was soaked. Mm-hmm. So you probably want to consider bringing a backup tent and maybe sleeping bag. Probably oh, sleeping absolutely. bag, definitely. That's keep them in a dry place, like in your car. Mm-hmm. Well, so like, so like last year, um, you know, everybody knows the tsunamis that we had. Um, I actually set my wife, because the, the one tent that we brought with us was so crappy that I actually packed it up. Sent it back to Walmart with her, and we got the one that I, I call the Taj Mahal. Now the one I'm bringing for you and and Mike, it's it's a 10 by 20 tent. That thing I've had it out in bad rainstorms and everything else. And people, this is like the biggest mistake I see when when I go camping is that people actually will wait until the day they go camping to try to put up tents to see how they're going to weather out, how they're going to react, you know, to wind and everything else. And that's like the worst thing to do especially when you're going to an event, like for me, is six hours away. Why would I drive six hours away to figure out that my tent is crap and I can't use it? 
Right. Even if you like ten at night, so it's dark. You're trying to put up this huge tent in mm-hmm. pitch black, and you've exactly. never put up this tent before. And this one has weird tabs and slots, and it's a nightmare in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if you've used the tent before, but if you haven't used it in a while, it might need some seam sealer on it. Uh, you know, you might wa- uh, lost some of the waterproofness of it. Camp so dry is a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's that's the big thing with you know, and like I said, I am by no means a, an expert in camping. It's just that that's my family's thing to do. That's how we spend yeah. time together. You know, so absolutely. No, 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 no. Uh, so that, I, I'm I, I'm glad that that because that is important. Like for someone who's never done this before, mm-hmm. um, you know, knowing that information is going to be critical. Um, so I haven't talked about myself because I let you guys go first. <laughs> um, so I I am like Ben and Carl. Um, my very first, actually, it's kind of funny because I did something slightly different. Believe it or not, the first thing that I thought about was not my planes, because I'm bringing the entire uh, <laughs> my entire hangar with me, so I don't have to worry about planes because everything's coming. Um, so and I know how they're going to fit in the car. That's the easy bit, and because I'm just bringing myself. And I've got quite a bit of trunk space, and I'm bringing a tent. I know that pretty much my car is pretty much good to go. It's now a question of what I'm going to bring and what I'm going to need for each day. So the very first thing I did was I drew out a schedule of the four-plus days of flight best. And so I kind of labeled it out as to, you know, okay, I'm going to need lunches, I'm going to need some food, I'm going to need, like, camping supplies, and how much of each thing... Um, is what I'm going to need. So I, that was the very, very first thing that I did is I made sure that I had more than enough uh, stuff to fill up my little schedule here. Then, once I did that, then I started to write the list of all of the necessary <laughs> camping equipment. So that is, I think, I don't know how well you can all see that, um, but that's pretty much got just about every single camping supply that you could possibly want all in um all in one list so um you know just the basics tent sleeping bag etc yes that camping list if i showed you my full camping list like if we're going for like a week would make that thing look like it's tissue paper oh probably i I don't doubt it you know it's it's based on each person and i'll tell you and this Mm -hmm. is the voice of experience with your car you think you got enough room? You don't. Yeah. You <laughs> and, never and have enough room. I've told you this like 18 million times. You're bringing too many airplanes. And five is too many, Patrick? Yes. Yes. <laughs> he, has, he has little airplanes. Okay. Now, one, one, thing I, one thing I noticed that none of us said. Planes. Sunscreen. <laughs> oh. Sunscreen. Uh, actually, yeah. da, 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 that is on my list. Somewhere. It was not on my list year one, and Mike can attest as he sat two spots over. <laughs> I had I had a I had a do rag on, and so <laughs> from here down was sunburnt, and from here up was solid white. So day two, I kept raising it up a little more <laughs> to try to make it match. It was horrible. Yeah, see, this is this is because I live in Florida. The very very first thing on the list of sundries is exactly that. It's sunscreen. Um, I've also got like 
you know, it, 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 it sounds ridiculous, but because I live in this state and I'm used to the heat, um, there are some things on here that I, that I have, obviously, like a towel that I can wet and just throw on the back of my neck when it gets too hot. Uh, you know, that it's, it's silly things like that, um, you know, bringing extra shoes, flip-flops, waterproofing equipment, Swiss Army knife, you know, the, the usual quick grab-and-go type of items. But, yeah, I, I think pretty much what we're saying in terms of prep is really think about what you want to have with you and what you're going to need and what the essentials are it, just to keep you going. And then from there, basically taking that list of the essentials and then putting together a kind of a pack plan as to how you're going to then load your vehicle um, and moving forward from there. Yeah. So, I, I, I make it sound like, uh, you know, I just throw some crap in the car, but actually we do a fair bit of camping too, and we have our equipment organized in mm -hmm. tubs and waterproof containers. Mm -hmm. So if I grab those three containers or four containers, I have the basics that I need. Uh, without even having to really worry about looking inside of them, um, mm. and, and I, I like to definitely I bring my Coleman camping stove, and um, since I'm in a tent again this year, I'll probably most likely bring my I've got a small pack or a little car sized charcoal stove because I prefer to cook over charcoal anyway; it tastes better. Mm. Um, so, you know, think about what you're going to bring, it, unless you plan on eating all your food from the vendors that are there, uh, you know, you're going to have something to cook on. Yeah. Like the vendors. It, it's, again, it's, it goes back to, and Pat, you're, I mean, you're a big camper, we've talked about this before, it's, it's all on your comfort level, you know what I mean? It's how you want to be out there, because everybody's got to remember, there's no shore light, you know, I, you know, these guys last year were cracking me up. Um, about the the RVs, they bring in the fifth wheels. I'm like, oh, okay. So where do we tie in our power and water? Right. There, there's <laughs> nothing. There's nothing out of here, guys. Power and water is a mile down the road. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. if you want that, uh, there's a there's a campground. I think Cruz, you're staying at that campground, aren't you? Yeah, I'm staying at the campground that year. That was part of the uh, the armistice between my wife and myself. <laughs> yeah, for this year, right? For this year, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if you want that. You know, you gotta you gotta take and, and and go there. There's an actual term for it when you go camping with no power, no water, nothing. It's called boondocking. If you don't know what it is, mm. just go look it up. And you gotta be able to plan. I mean, if you're gonna go into the basics, shelter, food, water, and comfort. And and, and here's the other thing that people forget about with tent camping: ground pads. Mm, yes, yeah. yes, critically Absolutely. important. Especially in, let me tell you, the rain's a biatch in Ohio. I've learned that the last two years. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it can get rather cold at night, yeah. even in August. Thank you for telling me, because yes, I will have to pack a little bit warmer for that. Um, I think year one we got down in the 40s one night. Yeah, yeah the okay, first night, so... it was like Wednesday night. Oh, it was lovely. Perfect. Oh, I'm bringing a fleece and a snow jacket. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah, and the rest of us northern boys with our, with our snow belt, we're like sitting out there in our boxers like, this is exactly. glorious. You should get a photo of that with me in a big snow coat and a beanie and uh, shivering my tail off. 
Because that's exactly oh. what's going to happen. Okay, I thought he was about to say he needs to get a picture of me and him with him in a parka and me and my boxers. That was really weird, dude. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> okay. no. Hey, Ben, unmute uh, Carl over there because he was trying to say something. Oh, oh, sorry, Carl. Hang on. Unmuted. Oh, hang on. Stand by. No. Okay, that's weird. No, you got Did he it. mute himself? I think Carl's yeah. muting himself in between chat sessions. and he There he goes. Yeah, I got you, Carl. Yeah, there he goes. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. No, I was just saying, uh, I remember seeing Fred every morning in a hoodie when everyone else was walking around in shorts. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> crap. Florida boys. <laughs> crap. <laughs> so changing the subject slightly, and we can kind of make this part a little bit more of an open discussion, but um, let's talk about time off of work, because obviously all of us are employed and we're going to be taking some time off work to be enjoying our little adventure so um about how long before you guys um you know how how quickly did you once we knew the dates did you um jump on the vacation requests for work uh, that day last year <laughs> yeah mine was last year too uh, yeah, when I took my I new position, my, my, my boss pre-approved that because she knew how passionate I was about RC planes, and she's like, you just let me know when, and you're off. And I'm like, awesome. I didn't do crap. Well, you're <laughs> off of school, you lucky yeah. duck. <laughs> no, I put in my vacation request the day that the dates were announced. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah, no, I, uh, as soon as the dates were announced is when I, I put mine in also, so uh, I, I can, I, I you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where we didn't know the dates until quite close to last minute, so, you know, I have the luxury in the hospitality industry of being able to say, hey, by the way, I need to be off this day through this day, and it's a good chance that I'll get it off, but I know that there's a lot of people who have to take those vacation, you know, the, the pre-approved vacation days, and um, it, it, it is important to make sure that you give yourself enough time to uh, get the vacation request off. So if you have an event in mind, it's kind of important that you request that time pretty much as soon as the information is out. Um, so let's talk about uh, car preparedness. So um, let's, again, let's kind of make this a more open discussion and let's see if we can provide our listeners with some tips, tricks, and other um, essential know-how as to how to pack vehicles and or trailers, depending on what we're all bringing. Well, Mikey, you should start off with that new system you just built for your uh, well, Ford. Well, you got to give me a second so I can uh, get the picture up. So I'll have to... Actually, what I did was is I actually uh, just bought a new Ford Escape um, and uh, went to the... Uh, Home Depot and bought a whole bunch of PVC pipe and elbows and tees and all kinds of stuff. And this is kind of what I've done. So the underneath on the floor will be where all my uh, luggage and whatever else lays flat, radios and all that kind of stuff. The middle is going to be where the planes reside and the top will be where all the wings go. And then, of course, the front seat will be full of whatever soft that I can fit in there, like um, sleeping bags and, you know, whatever stuff like that. The only problem is, is because it is a 13-hour drive, I'm going to have to stop 
in Indianapolis or just outside of Indianapolis, you know, on the west side, uh, east side of Indianapolis and stay the night. So most of that stuff had to go out into the hotel room and then back out in the morning to head out. So gotcha. that's kind of what I did. And, you know, it was not cheap because I used one inch PVC because I wanted it to be strong. And there's a whole lot of elbows there, and those things ain't cheap. And you start buying those things, and they get expensive pretty quickly. But it's something I'll be able to use not only for Flight Fest, it's for any other. And, of course, I take it and use it now at my field already. I've already had two, two runs on it. So it works really well. So I'm pretty happy with it. Excellent. Um, Dan Cruz, do you have uh, a kind of a, a – because I'm assuming there's nothing really built out in the trailer that you are assembling. So what what is your planned system of storage? Do you have one yet? Okay. Um, last year what I did was we had a um, – we built a deck very similar to what uh, what uh, Mike put together. With only We built it strong enough so we could actually sleep on it. Um, so PVC, probably not the best of materials. We used 2 by 4s um, anyways, so created a flat deck for it, and the planes went on that during the daytime. At night, they went out in a little pop-up tent because we wanted to actually sleep in the car, and the planes got to stay outside at night. Um, and that seemed to work modestly well, as long as the rain didn't get to us. Um, for this year, um, what we're planning on doing is we've got the trailer. The trailer will probably be carpeted on the bottom. Um, not quite sure how the interior racks are going to be. Uh, we're we're going to put those things, but we're probably also going to be bringing a lot of other things. The pop-up tent, the, the, the easy up will be in there, uh, along with uh, all of our tables and chairs and whatnot. Yeah. Um. Let me throw a little uh a little bit of advice in here. Still I I stayed with uh Mike and Asbjorn in an RV last year, and we used my tent as a hanger put the planes in there. Um, very bad idea. The humidity there was quite high, and the foam board airplanes definitely suffered. My, my Vigan literally completely rekitted itself because the foam or the paper delaminated from the foam board completely. Mm -hmm. Right. And you got to be careful with that. Um, granted, I had my mind open pretty much every day, and it helped a little bit. Uh, I won't, can't really guarantee that that's that's a foolproof solution either. Yeah, uh, I guess it also depends upon how um, water waterproof your tent is. If the water is getting in, there's nothing you can do about it. It's it's just going to get wet. Right. Really you bad. could you could potentially keep a candle burning in there overnight, and that would that would keep the temperature up, so it keep the relative humidity down. But then you've got a flame in your tent all night. <laughs> Well, with foam board. Yeah, that doesn't sound That's like right. a exactly. good mix. No, and, and that's one of the things I am actually hoping for. The the trailer box is going to be a lot better suited for that kind of thing because keep it a little bit drier. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, uh, one other thing that I will mention uh, works really great is uh, cargo nets. Uh, one thing that we've done at that at Flight Fest and on the way up particularly for, like, hanging wings and such, because they're so flipping long. Um, they're, they're hard, and they get in the way, and they've got to be on top. What we did was we took a large cargo net and strung it from all of the hard points on the top where, you, where you've got handles to get in, climb in and out, where you've got the, the hooks for, for clothes and whatnot. Uh, we just hooked that thing up there, so we had this huge net 
almost flush to the roof, and then you can run the wings right over top of that net. Um, it worked honestly well. You can't put too many things under there because then it starts to sag, and all you see is airplane wings in your rearview mirror. So it's something you have to sort of balance. Fuselage is not a chance. They're too heavy. They need to go on the top deck uh, wherever else. You know what? That's a great idea because my, uh, my big old combat plane that I'm going to be flying, it's like 55-inch wingspan and 39 inches deep, if that's all I could get up there. But that's actually a really great idea. Um, the other thing that – the nice part about that is if you've got an easy up as well, uh, as soon as you get out of the car, set up the easy up, and that net goes into the top of the easy up, and all your planes get stored up into the rafters. That's nice. Um, still have to be careful with the humidity because at night it starts getting really damp up there. Not really good for foam board planes, but uh, I, I'm sorry, anything but a sealed, humidified, perfectly wonderful place is not really good for, for the white foam board. Um, the alternative is to get yourself some waterproof flight test foam board. Fill all your planes out of that. Should be mm-hmm. at the FT store at the Flight Fest and just fill the planes in the middle tank. Good plug, Dan. Good plug. There we go. Nicely right. done, sir. All right. I'm going to unmute Carl because I think he wants to say something. All right. Go ahead, Carl. Let me unmute myself here, too. Um, you're talking about the, the way you set up your trailers. Um, I, I put an L bracket of aluminum up running the, the length of the trailer, so I have adjustable shelves that I can kind of move around in there. So I got about two feet at the bottom for all the heavy stuff. And uh, you know, the generator, the, the easy up, the tents, uh, anything heavy is at the bottom. Airplanes are on that second rack, and then one of those cargo nets across the top for the wings, like you were saying. And uh, it, it seemed to work out really well that way. Just you, the, the, Since the planes aren't heavy, you know, a little one-inch uh, aluminum angle iron will hold up a little wooden shelf across the, the, across the trailer. And uh, you know, our airplanes aren't that heavy, so it's not going to break them. You know, just bungee them down, and you're fine. Cool. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm definitely still on that cargo net idea. That's that was great. Yeah, I could even use it in my car. Mm-hmm. The uh, the big thing too is is for people that listen that don't even if you do go to flying fields, what do we most most of us do is we get to those flying fields and we pull everything out, set it outside. Is what direct direct sunlight you're going to start heating up glue joints are going to start popping, and especially if you leave it inside your vehicle with no sort of ventilation. So. We're in Florida. Hey, oh, it's Asbjorn. Oh, oh, my goodness gracious. Hey, buddy. we were worried you weren't going to make it. Well, I just woke up. Oh, <laughs> good morning. <laughs> So Thanks now we can get the international perspective on traveling to Flight Fest, which, yes. which is very valuable. I, I, yes. I was hoping we could have Asp on here for that. Absolutely, absolutely. So what we were talking about, uh, Asbjorn, is uh, we were talking about uh, Flight Fest preparedness and how you're going to get there. And we are talking about packing up in order, uh, like certain planes and how you plan on arranging everything. So... Your international perspective as to how you're going to accomplish that uh, with trees, uh, sorry, with uh, flying uh, across uh, the, uh, uh, not not trees, ocean. You have an ocean trees. to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where trees what? came from. Where is it? Yeah, I got a small pond between us. <laughs> yeah. A bit of a difference, buddy. 
Sorry about that. Well, anyway, so you have an ocean to deal with. How are you preparing to cross that great ocean? Uh, that will be uh, by plane. Excellent. <laughs> no, we thought I hope so. A biplane? Did he say a biplane? Conti. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you bringing? What are you bringing? And uh, what is your plan when you, uh, you know, for flying and so forth? I, uh, I know a lot of us are allowing you to fly whatever we bring. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna bring my mini quad as usual. Well, so, and oh, as it, your... it, it packs down uh, small, nice, and easy to have uh, just in in your bag. Well, so, and you bring a a large bag, like a Ziploc bag, full of electronic parts. Are you going to do that again? Uh, probably. Yeah, so you can like build a flight test plane on site, put your electronics yeah. in it, fly it. Yeah. And, right, and it takes up very little space. Yeah, like uh, well, uh, fist size uh, Ziploc. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that that is going to be important to some of the people. Um, especially uh, asking you, Asbjorn, um, batteries, your uh, transmitter, all that. I mean, there's going to be a few people that fly in. How do you pack that? I mean, is is there? Do you check your bag? Do you carry it on? What do you do? Uh, all the batteries you, you have to carry on uh, in your uh, hand luggage. Uh, yeah. Uh, and when it comes to batteries, yeah, well, you can carry as many batteries as you want, as long as you don't uh, exceed the weight limit on your hand luggage. Uh, okay. but, each, but each battery cannot be uh, be more than 100 watt hours. Okay. So that that will that that, that that's uh, yeah. That's a 10,000 milliamp. No, you can't say that because uh, a 10,002S is not the same size same as a 10,006S. Oh. Gotcha. So a 10,000 is a 10 amp, and a 6S is 22.2 20, 20, okay. volts. So 22.2 times 10, that's that's 220. So that's it's too big. It's the wattage, okay, not the amperage. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Very yeah. insightful. Thank you, sir. And there is a lot of TSA's officers that don't know those rules. Well, <laughs> and, and so you have to kind of teach them. Yeah. And if so, I might interject here, I actually just pulled up the TSA's actual blog on it about packing up batteries that was just published. And uh, they're saying LiPo batteries are allowed. Uh, they're ex they're allowed into check-in baggage because they're actually allowed in your carry-ons. Now, they said it's subject to the specific officer on whether they want to allow that or not. Oh, um, my. So you don't know if it's going to be allowed because it's up to some guy. Yeah, some some guy up there that's already pissed off about his work conditions. So Yeah, I, but pre-ultimately, uh, it's up to the airline how you yeah. how you how you check it, if you're in, uh, in uh, checked luggage or in hand, hand luggage you know, or carry-on. Mm -hmm. and, and most are in the carry-on because... Uh, then you are in control of your lipos. Mm -hmm. Well, one right. of the things I'm aware of is that uh, you don't meet the first TSA agent until you come out of the international terminal and try to do a domestic flight. Mm -hmm. so yeah. On the way into the U.S., if you can, I don't know, maybe take the direct international flight to Canton, ah, 
Uh, you'll be uh, if you were to go into, say, New York and rent a car and drive from there, uh, the only time you would have the issue is flying back, uh, at which point, you know what, I don't particularly need my batteries back at a certain point at a particular time. I'm just going to drop it in the mail. So mm -hmm. you do have options that get you around having to deal with Mr. 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 or Mrs. TSA agent and their um, really crappy job. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, it's a, a point. Several, uh, I got several points uh, along the uh, along the route, because uh, I, I'm not jumping on one plane and I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I have to go from Norway. Uh, usually, I've been going from Norway to Holland, then uh, over to the U.S., then uh, another flight inside the U.S. to get Canton. Right. So, and, and each and every time you are boarding a plane, well, they, they're going to check your luggage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, and when you're carrying, well, like I did last year, about 15 lipos. Oh, wow. Uh, they're going to be, they're going to be interested. Yeah, right. Especially yeah. when you're oh, large biking. Sure they, they can <laughs> pretty much, you can pretty much guarantee at that point that you're going to be stopped. Yeah, you know you're going to be stopped because uh, the X-ray machine is going to show mm -hmm. a lot of carbon parts, motors, uh, small small packages that, that looks like bombs uh, <laughs> with wires on them. Uh, <laughs> just, just make sure you have time to explain everything to everyone. Yeah, and, and is it a good recommendation to bring a list of absolutely everything in that bag so no, you can take you the TSA to... agents through? No, or is that no. you don't find it necessary? Present the bag to the TSA agent. Open everything. Just show them everything. Uh, don't try to hide anything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, the, the point you're trying to hide something. Well, you. Well, it's gonna take time. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, and that actually brings us beautifully into the hanger question. So, what is? Uh, and again, let's put it in open discussion format. What is everybody planning on bringing? In terms of airplanes, we also have a couple of questions in regards to night flyers. If anyone is planning on bringing a particular night flyer with them, um, also any battery recommendations, aircraft storage arrangements on site, which we've kind of dived into a little bit. Um, so let, let's go into each of those things. So let's start with what is everyone planning on bringing? Airplanes. Lots and lots of airplanes. Next, what's next? <laughs> My whole hangar is coming. I'm so excited. Okay, let's, is going to annihilate me. <laughs> let's go one at a time. Let's start out with uh, Ben. What are you bringing? Uh, <laughs> all right, so I plan the camping side, and then I worry about planes. Um, to be honest with you, um, I'm obviously bringing, like, a mini arrow, stuff like that. Um, I... There's not a whole lot that I'm really planning on for sure bringing. Um, my race quads, because, you know, even though I'll get my rear end handed to me by these kids out there nowadays, I, I do want to try some of the multi-GP stuff. Um, started getting into that lately, but um, it, it's going to be... I'm planning on doing more building there than, than actually doing it, because it saves room on, you know, being able to transport. So it's just my philosophy. Okay. Un unmute Carl, and let's put Carl on. What's Carl bringing? Oh, I'm counting here. Um, what, I'm, 
one less than I was hoping to, unfortunately. But uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna have the P40. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna bring the the pits that I'm working on right now to finish up. Uh, Nerdmix P38, definitely have that out there. Uh, I'm gonna probably throw in my FMS P51 because it flew off of their field pretty well last year. And uh, Pusher F18 and a, a twin thrust vectoring SU37. And uh, then after that, I'll just be building. I think we're going to be try to spend more time. I actually spent very little time in the build tent, so I want to build uh, build some combat stuff. Oh, we, I will be doing a a, a bloody ripper uh, between now and then for the combat stuff. Uh, nice. Yeah, that's it. You, not not just to jump back in, but you were talking about flying off their field really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This I I thought I'd try it. This is the size of the wheel I ordered by accident. Uh, that should work. Yeah, it's it's yeah, actually, you, you need the big wheels. Yeah, the big wheels. holy crap! I just uh, it's actually a Tundra wheel, and I thought, well, I'd get look at it. I did not realize how damn big these were. I'm like, um, okay, oh, Vader, Darth Vader returns. Right, oh, has to be an hour. Yeah, one hour. Yeah. Okay, Perfect. so I guess. From there, we'll go to Dan Cruz. Okay, what am I bringing? Um, I've got the uh, Bloody Ripper that's uh, going into the Gothagaggle. Um, uh, for Night Flyers, this is what I'm working on right now. Um, just to, to show off, just a little, got a little bitty Night Arrow because it's tiny and compact. And, Did he lock um, up for everybody else? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dan, he locked up, buddy. I'm sorry I locked up. Uh, do y'all see the video now? I no. hear you. We the hear you just is... fine. We just can't see you. There, there you are. Goes. Hey, um, got a little night versa here. Or not, I'm sorry, night arrow that I'm putting together. Uh, put together a pair of these with uh, with Josh Finn, and uh, so these should be kind of cool and fun. That uh, is cool. I like the night rider effect. Uh, yeah. That was uh, complicated. Uh, I'm also probably going to bring this, the night Spitfire that I put together, uh, the Dayglow Spitfire, as it was called, the, the big orange one. Uh, yep. The rest of them are pretty much going to be gliders. Um, I've got my uh, the, what I'm calling the Frankencore DLG. It's a Frankenstein plane uh, built off of an Encore wing, uh, which doesn't have the Encore wing anymore. But either way, it's a fun DLG, and I'm probably going to fly that more than anything else. Uh, I gotta bring the whippet, um, assuming I don't break it on in route, and um, probably gonna bring the calypso, uh, and because it's a nice, big, easy to fly thing. And and, in and you're going to let me fly it. Uh, sorry, what was that? Uh, you're going to let me fly that DLG. Yeah, you are not let touching my DLG. You already broke it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fly that DLG so badly. I know you do. Uh, no. That's, that's... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll break it for you. You can't fly this plane. You're a beginner. <laughs> you cannot fly this plane. Um, no, uh, otherwise, uh, just, just I'm going to probably fly the uh, DLG more than anything else just because you go and you end up spending more time hanging out than you actually flying. Uh, yep. Yep. It was a fun, worth the time. Uh, well, since I'm the one, oh, I'm the only one here who has uh, proof that I can, don't know how to fly gliders, uh, I'm going to crash all yours. 
As I've already proven that I can totally crash every single one of Dan's airplanes because I've done it <laughs> no, 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 every no, no, single no, no, time. You have not crashed every single one of my airplanes. You've crashed every single airplane I've given you. <laughs> I'm still I will holding. I'm still holding it true that I'm allergic to your transmitter. Actually, I'm not. I just sold that transmitter. That transmitter's gone, man. Really. Really? Oh, we'll have to talk about that in post-show. I'm curious. All right, and on to spawns. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, big long list. Um, for sure, a bloody baron for combat. Um, definitely baby baron and baby brit. I've got two of those that are skin, rasterized skin for the gaggle and for the mini, mini combats for sure. Um, I think most of everybody knows since the last time we were on the show, Keegan and I are working on that uh, gigantic intruder for the full-scale combat, so we're both going to be bringing one of those. I'll be bringing my flight stick, which is basically an ugly, a foam board ugly stick. Um, working on that Thunderbird arrow, which Rasterize also did the scheme for that on, so I'll be bringing that one along too if I get that one done, which that one's almost ready to go. Um, What's that? Gorgeous plane, too. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, that's mostly rasterizes work there. <laughs> um, I've got uh, a couple other baby barons that i got to build, one for uh, Mr. Finley, and I'm also building Josh Bixler's baby baron to bring along so he can join in on the Gotha gaggle. Uh, Keegan's bringing a Valkyrie. I think I'll be bringing my Bushwhacker. Um, yeah, that's probably enough, but there's actually probably three or four more that I have on the list that uh, I'm not remembering right now. And then my brother and my nephew have to pile all their planes in there yet, too. So. Good Lord. Yeah. You bring a lot of <laughs> Close, can close. I, can I store my planes in your car? <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're bringing a camper this year. There you go. True story. Okay, well, I believe Eddie's up next. Okay, um, Radiant with LEDs on it. That is absolutely coming. Getting on the Bixler. I've got a Bixler version 1.1. Uh, the one that crashed and broke last year. Um, I'm building a couple of baby Brits and baby parents. Little Brandy's Sport Cub D, the little one. Little just like the 3D one because it's such a noble land fly. Um, if I get down acre built, I will bring it and uh, all the milk. Hey, I'm going to pause you right there. Um, something, I think we got moved to a different uh, Hangout server. Yeah. So you were cracking and ah, doing awesome. all kinds of weird stuff <laughs> was going on there. So uh, if you don't mind, no. would you mind quickly restarting your Hangout feed for us? And, yeah, no uh, problem. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to you. Yeah. Um, I, thought as sounded, on, I thought he sounded like Whopper from War Games. Yeah, really. Do you um, to play a game? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Asbjorn was, uh, was, uh, has already informed us he is bringing his race quad. Uh, Patrick, what is going with you? 
Well, I, uh, obviously, uh, well, not obviously. I'm going to be uh, bringing a baby Baron from the Gotha, the Gotha blah, blah, baby Woo-hoo! Baron from the Gotha gaggle as well. Um, I'm going to be, be bringing my uh, little Hobby King DLG. Woohoo! It's fixed. Let uh, Joel fly it. <laughs> I actually know how to fly that one. <laughs> I'm definitely going to bring my uh, Livewire champion, which is uh, the old 1960s uh, three-channel plane. That's just a sweetheart to fly. Um, my my beater uh, Sky Surfer slash Bixler plane, uh, and I'll probably put LEDs back in that for night flying. And I want to build a Bloody Ripper to bring, and that's probably it. Fantastic. And uh, let's go back to Eddie, because uh, unfortunately he got cut off, and then we'll finish up with Mike and myself. Oh, now we don't have any audio. <laughs> Plug in there, Eddie. <laughs> Eddie! Eddie! And, uh, hello? You're not doing it right. No. Eddie broke it. Eddie broke it. <laughs> Well, while he's trying to figure that out, am I the only one that's doing a baby Brit for the gaggle? No, I'm here. Well, I know. Duh. Well, you're the original baby Brit, so but yes. you don't count. <laughs> so you don't count. <laughs> but is is it? Am I anybody else doing a baby Brit besides the two of us? Because it's like I, seems like everybody's jump jumping on I, the. I have one, but I won't. Be, I'll be flying a Baron during the gaggle, but hopefully we'll be able to get some uh, some baby combats going on, and I I'm building a. Uh, well, I already built my baby Brit for that uh, mm. uh, Rickenbacker scheme. Is uh, is Bixler flying a Baron or a Brit? Uh, Baron. 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 <laughs> he, he's yep. joining the winning team. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, right. You know, Mikey! I don't, what's I, coming? I, I don't know what I'm flying, so it's... Well, I'm listening. I'm not, I'm not well, the one building it. Speaking of that, well, somebody's building you a plane for that, right? I think David actually has the uh, livery for it. Yeah. 18%? Oh, yeah. David Mack. That's who you're riding to Flight Fest with, right? He's building yep. a plane. Yep. Gonna yep, be, yep, uh, yep. Gonna be a, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm lucky, so I'm going to get a couple of days in Boston with him before we head to Canton. Or to to, uh, a field in Ohio. (laughs) And and one of the things I'll tell you, Asbjorn, is everybody that's uh, already spoken and all the things that they're bringing, those are all the things that you're flying. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) So so anyway, for me, of course, my Carbon Z Cub's coming because I have to get... Uh, Vindestal to uh, sign it because I've got all the rest of the guys that's already done it, including most of the people here, but not everyone. So not it's me. coming. Well, yeah, you will this it. year. Yeah, well, you will as well. <laughs> There's a few that this that hasn't yet because I didn't have it there last year, but it will be there this year. And uh, oh, hi, hi, Joel. Hi. Hi. Yeah, I hadn't signed it yet. Well, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, what? Wait, wait, what's, what's that? Joe, no. what's this flight fest that you speak of? Yo, have, you, have you actually been to a flight fest? No, this will be the first. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I'll tell after you that, that in a of course, my Radian will be coming, and it will have the uh, LEDs on it. Um, I'm probably going to bring my Sequoia, uh, the SU-31, and I don't think I'm going to bring any quads other than my Phantom 3 so I can get some, uh, some decent shots at night, uh, stuff like that. Um, I'm also uh, going to be flying a Sponholes Baron Special. So I'm looking really forward to that in the gaggle. Um, and I'm going to be looking at possibly buying a DLG from uh, Joshua Finn. Um, he said it's a wonderful plane. He's going to bring it for me to fly, and I more than likely will buy it. So, Mike, Mike, yes, uh, since you're getting it from Mr. Finn, uh, will mm -hmm. that DLG weigh minus one gram? <laughs> yeah. It will be, it will be on the subatomic scale. <laughs> so that, 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 that uh, right, uh, build skills is just incredible. Yeah, yes. that's excellent. Um, I'm looking yeah. forward to picking his brain at Flight Fest. And and that's uh, one of the main reasons why I'm going to purchase it from him because I do trust him wholeheartedly. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's about what I'm bringing as far as aircraft goes. Excellent. Oh, plus my whip it. Oh, yeah, the whip it contest. Whip that's it. what I was going to talk about. Yes. Yep. Uh, before we jump into that, Eddie, have we fixed your microphone? No. I'll take that as a yeah. no. <laughs> um, Alrighty. Well, then I guess I will go. Well, as I said, um, my entire hangar is coming um, because all of the planes that I fly are. Very small. Um, I actually don't have a wing, uh, a plane um, which is bigger than um, 40. No, I'm sorry, the Explorer is bigger than that. Um, I think it's 60 inches, the Explorer wing. Uh, anyway, it's collapsible and it fits flat. So the biggest one that it will actually have a fixed wing is my uh, Hobby King DLG. Uh, same one as Pat, just in purple. Um, and that is coming uh, with the brand new UMX Radian that I just picked up uh, this week, which is phenomenal. I love the way that bird flies. He lands um, it in trees. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they land in trees, tree magnets. Um, and uh, the UMX, uh, the champ from uh, Horizon uh, Hobby uh, as well will be coming because uh, I want to have something that kids can take if they want to be taught to fly, they can just take the champ and have fun with it. Um, Get a combat that thing? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> she combat last year. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. true. It's a possibility. They cheated. Um, the, uh, the baby Brit uh, is going to be uh, built here. That's one of my upcoming projects. The FT Vector, uh, which I am flying the tar out of right now still. And I love that plane. Um, I was hoping that the Mini Mustang was going to be coming. Uh, that, sadly, after yesterday, is no longer in flying order. Um, but I'm going to gut it for the Baby Brit, so that is okay. So I will, um, I think, yeah, Mini DLG, Explorer, uh, Baby Brit, and the... Um, yeah, so that that should um, that, I think that's five right now on my list. What so uh, what should... kind of motor you uh, do you have in that Mustang? It was the twenty two oh four. 
with a 12 amp. I'll tell you what happened. Uh, you know there's thrust angle built into it? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know that's designed for a counterclockwise spinning propeller? Oh. <laughs> I was you spinning a clockwise spinning propeller. So I torque rolled the Nikes out of it. I bet that um, was fun for a second. Joel, did oh. you say you're putting that motor on the uh, baby Brit? Yes, that's 2204. Yeah, be careful. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's yeah. a big motor for that plane. If it flies better with the 1804, then what I'll do is I'll switch the 18, the 2204 into the vector and put the 1806 on the on the baby brick. If you if you recommend that, then I'll do that. Uh, I highly recommend it. it. I'll do it. All right, and I'll get more power out of the vector, which I've. Been I don't know if anybody else out there has tried the 2204 on the babies, but I've I've flown both, and the, the 2204. Definitely has a lot more torque, and you can definitely feel it when you're flying the plane. And it's, it's, it's a twitchy little plane already. Let me lay this one on you, Dan. Uh, so I've got this brand new 2812 1600 kV motor. Okay. I was thinking about putting on the baby Baron. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> what are you Yeah. You might want to hold a lot of left aileron when you're launching. Yeah, it's just going to torque roll. Yeah, that was exactly what happened to me. I was holding so hard right aileron on it the entire flight. I was like, this is just not fun anymore. <laughs> you just, <laughs> and you just so launch I just it straight it up. Well, no, literally, it, it was beautiful. It took off a 75% throttle, and if I held it there, it wouldn't torque nearly as bad. Gave it a little bit of left and couldn't control it from there. <laughs> <laughs> Did some phenomenal snap rolls, let me tell you. Um, uh, so that was fantastic. I got some great air-to-air -air footage of that. Anyway, we're going into uh, flying updates, which I promised we wouldn't do. Um, so let's talk about uh, more of the stuff on site. Eddie's uh, let's let... see if Eddie can talk. Is Eddie back? Me now. Is it... Oh, hey! 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 I remit my previous statement and will allow Eddie to take the floor. Uh, Eddie, please tell us what you will be bringing. Did Wendy uh, fix your computer for you? Uh, <laughs> I was see what you did there. No. <laughs> um, but I will bring my Radian, uh, set up for night flying. Uh, probably my Bixler. Um, I'm going to put some LEDs on it. Just if I break it, I break it. Um, I'm debating my rad jet. I don't know with all the pilots out there if I really want to take something that small and that fast. Why not? Those guys brought those. Um, yeah. Or those ones last year. Yeah, there was a whole flock of those <laughs> last year. That was awesome. Yeah. Was uh, I may bring it. Um, outside of that, um, Baby Baron, Baby Brit. I will bring. We'll bring Wendy's little uh, Sport Cub D, so she can fly around with her little one S and. Hit her oh crap button all the time, <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, probably my Diamondback. I should have it rebuilt, and the Nighthawk will be fixed by then too. I'll bring those, and then the rest of it I'm gonna build there. I that's the one thing that outside of the first year that I did, uh, I didn't do any building last year, and I really am not happy that I didn't. So I'm gonna change that this year. Good man. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Excellent. Oh, so, and, there, uh, and, and I gotta, I gotta butt in for just a minute because there is one more plane that's coming. 
or it won't oh. it won't be coming with me, but it will be coming to Flight Fest for me. And uh, Joshua Orchard is uh, building me a Bloody Ripper, and it's almost I've done. I've seen it. I've seen oh, it. Oh, that's right. I, I should have a a, uh, a stick coming then. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. I forgot about that. Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to get that out of my house. Yes, I. You that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is good. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Are we good? Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm going to uh, re, re, re take the show, and uh, we will move into uh, let's talk about on-site stuff. Um, so we talked about um, getting getting to Flight Fest, packing the car. Um, let's quickly go down the line and say how long our drives and or flights are. Um, so I'll start with myself. I'm 14 hours here in Central Florida. I'm 13 here, Kansas. Six for me, just outside of Chicago. I got a nine-hour drive from Wisconsin. I've got about oh. 13 hours. Let me let me unmute Carl. <laughs> All right, oh. Carl. Sorry, there you go, buddy. That's okay. I swapped out my mic. Hopefully, it's better. Oh, so, ooh, that's really oh, that's much better. Not much echoing better. at all now. Awesome. Okay, yeah, I got about six hours. Six hours. Yeah, but from uh, here in Virginia. From uh, Eddie, I think you're next. From Louisville, we've got roughly five and a half hours. As how long's that flight, there, buddy? Oh, the flight is eight hours. Uh, then we're gonna have a twelve-hour drive from Boston. Boston, okay. Uh, yeah. Nice, not bad at all. And uh, Patrick, how far are you in uh, Pennsylvania? I'm same as Eddie. I'm five and a half hours away. Excellent. Um, so let's quickly go through food preparedness. Is anyone planning on packing a cooler with them? And if so, what are they bringing? <laughs> you ask the fat kid if he's bringing food. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> so subject? Actually, no. list. Who's not bringing a cooler? Yeah, no, and I'll be honest with you, I love to cook. I love to cook for people, so, I mean, I'm already planning on, like, pre-smoking ribs and chicken and oh, stuff wow. like that. Oh, and man. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, see, we're hanging with the whole time. That's right. So, scratch that, I don't need to bring a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I've done the, um, the exact opposite way. I try to bring as much as I can that I don't have to cook. Mm. Even go to the point of bringing like iced coffee for the morning because I can't I can't function without coffee. But I yeah, don't want to have to bring a coffee pot. So yeah, whatever uh, I have yeah. to do not have to cook is the is what I did last year. So uh, what about Eric for the coffee? Yeah, we're all hoping yeah. Eric sure, Maroon shows up with his coffee maker. Mm. Um, is uh, Ben, if you could lift the camera controls just so that it can free float between all of us. Yeah, um, yeah that's fine. Just for a second. Um, and uh, so, so for everybody, in your experience, because um, I know that there is obviously food vendors on site, are, are they, what is the type of variety of food that you can expect from the vendors there? Um, is it pricey at all? Um, again, no. this is me not it's knowing average. because I haven't been to a um, flight test yet. Reasonable. The most yeah, expensive I, I thing there, the, the most pricey thing for what it is there are the Amish people that show up with donuts, but trust me, it's worth every oh. Oh. Yes, yes, and yes. They're oh cookies. God, they're amazing. <laughs> and and I gotta blame little little Mike that 
freaking honey ice cream. I got so hooked on that last year. <laughs> I swear to God. Because he come down, to, I was talking with him and, and Chris and uh, Wayne, and they come over, and they're like, Mike's like, hey, hey, because I know you're a hunter like me. Come here. And I'm like, okay. He goes, try some ice cream. I'm like, what the hell does that have to do with hunting? <laughs> He's like, here. Well, I, I had it. My wife had it. My daughter had it. And I think between the three of us, I dropped just $100 in ice cream. Well, well no, oh, wow. Mike, our RV was like right across from the from the ice cream vendor. And after hours, Mike must have been there like five times a day easy. Mm-hmm. Every time we looked over. Oh, every time I looked over there, he was over there. <laughs> every time I looked over there, Mike was over there eating ice cream. Yep. Come to find out, that's Mike's buddy. <laughs> and they were friends before Flight Fest, even. <laughs> oh, uh, the best last year was actually the uh, the the wrap guys. The chickens, yeah, ranch wrap. Yeah, it that was that amazing. was amazing. Yeah. Yes, it was. I co- combined that with the lemonades they served, that, that guy served. Oh it yeah, was, yeah, the lemonade was good. Yeah. Oh uh, no, no, no. The the pulled pork on top of the baked potato, dude. Oh yeah, that was uh, oh, yeah, that was good. That, that was, was fat man food right there. Okay, they I'm hungry. A, no, I gotta a, go. They had a pretty good cheesesteak uh, vendor there too. Yeah, I like that. Uh, the first year, I basically survived on the uh, Fury family's pulled pork. That was oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh my gosh, yeah. that was a different story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they didn't do that last year. I was yeah. very sad. Yes. Well, I guess there were some uh, licensing issues with that. So. Hmm. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Silly FAA. Food handling prep. Uh, the FAA. Yeah, you know how that goes. Ah, uh, <laughs> Um. So, is any uh, and this is kind of along the same lines. Um. This, this, I, I wanted to add this in there. Uh, for the car ride, since we're all uh, we're all uh, driving, are there any favorite car ride snacks that will equate over to uh, Flight Fest? Who, who's bringing what kind of snacks? I'm bringing whatever Wendy puts in the cooler. Sandwiches. <laughs> sandwiches. Uh, she will not be making Eddie any sandwiches. <laughs> no sandwiches for Eddie. Eddie's and, uh, and again, you're asking a fat kid about food. Really <laughs> There's only two more food-related questions. No, no, no. I, uh, I promise. I don't. I don't really bring any snacks for the road. I, I go the turnpike here in Pennsylvania, so I hit a rest stop mm-hmm. about halfway out and finish it up. I mean, I just try to drive it straight through, and I, I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do the same. We just usually make some stops on the way. But my nephew yeah. and my my son have to stop at just about every speedway to pick up a 96 ounce Mountain Dew <laughs> slush. <laughs> and to get rid of the previous one. Right. Uh... <laughs> so 15 pit stops later, we finally make it yeah. to Ohio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just out of those curiosity. Just out of curiosity, is everyone uh, is everyone planning Tuesday for a travel day? Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tuesday and Tuesday. So, uh, so Tuesday, uh, most of us are leaving. Is everyone kind of le- leaving more towards the morning time? 
Well, yeah. if for me, if, uh, and if he's listening, my buddy Tim that's helped on the build night stuff, if he doesn't get his stuff together and be at my house on Tuesday morning, I'm leaving his butt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm one of those. Yeah, I just, I, I like getting somewhere early. I don't like waiting to the last second, um, you know what I mean? And especially with having a pop-up and trying to get it set up. Can you set it up at night? Yes. Is it a pain in the rear end? But, and oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, we're going to be leaving. By mid -afternoon. Uh, that, that brings a uh, nice question. Uh, ben, uh, when are you going to be at the field? Um, my, I'm actually planning on being there Tuesday mid-afternoon. Oh, sounds nice. Sounds nice. Yeah, that's about the same time I'm planning on getting there. Yeah, because uh, uh, me and Dave yeah. Mock has been uh, discussing uh, doing Tuesday as a travel day. So it's gonna do a twelve-hour stint from Boston straight uh, straight shot. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that that was actually great. Great that you went on that tangent, as because that was gonna be my follow-up. Is everyone kind of planning on being there prior to, uh, or uh, sorry, changing that? Everyone's planning on being on Tuesday while the sun is still up, so they can pop the stuff. Stuff up, right? Yes. Hey, you do need to caveat it here with Joel that the actual official arrival, though, ready is ready. Wednesday. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. Official. So, official start date is indeed Wednesday. The reason that all of us are planning on getting That's... there is because we are all FT volunteers, um, and we will That's... be helping with the setup and so forth. Sorry, Mikey, go for it. That's not actually true. The start of Flight Fest. It is Thursday the 14th. Correct. Mm -hmm. And it runs through Sunday. And for the volunteers, arrival date is normally Wednesday. Um, so please don't everybody show up at Fury Field on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> because it will be a mess yeah, as it won't is. Be ready for people, you. Yeah. People will not be ready for you. Yeah. Um, now, for myself, the only reason I'm popping in on Tuesday is, and everybody here knows, is me and Eddie are doing the build night series uh, yep. during the building series with them. So we're I'm popping in early, and I know Eddie's going to try to get there a little early too just because we want to make sure everything coordination-wise is done with Austin. Mm -hmm. And, yep. and speaking yep. as a, a volunteer as well, I think it's an ever, all of volunteer. I mean, just speaking for everyone here, we want to be – available as a volunteer um, to everyone who is helping get flight fest set up so we you know are it we're not probably gonna have planes in the air on Wednesday we're gonna be feet on the ground making sure that everything is set up for the event um, it, it's not because we want to get there early and jump the gun before everyone we want to make sure that this event is set and ready for open doors Wednesday evening when registration opens Tuesday so that, and Wednesday are work days Yes, yes they are strictly work days. Strictly, and uh, we want to make sure that that is clear for everybody. Yeah. Sorry, and thank you, Mike. Remembering Ask last year, uh, actually on Wednesday afternoon, people will started to trickle in mm -hmm. with their RVs yes. and setups. Mm -hmm. So, yes. yeah, yep. there, there need to be some volunteers there to tackle those. Right. <clears throat> yeah, and, and ask, ask Eddie. Is. I will pull out my that guy attitude <laughs> so quick. <laughs> I hate it when you're that guy. Oh my god, oh, that guy. Oh, come on, that guy. He's no, got the patch well, to prove it. Yes, I do, actually. Yeah. 
Tommy Muir um, and I will be there Wednesday afternoon because uh, we're actually meeting up in Indianapolis on Tuesday night. Oh, cool. That's uh, really neat. I didn't know you would have done that. Yeah, Wendy and I yeah. are actually getting a hotel, and we're driving up after work on Monday so I can be fresh on Tuesday and sleep in a hotel beforehand because that was uh, one of the, the hardest things for me is I'm lazy and out of shape. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, five-and-a-half-hour drive straight to a tent, it sucks. I was like, you know what, we'll drive up, we'll have dinner, we'll get up, have breakfast, go fiddle-fart around a little bit, and then we'll go over. And it, it is going to work out better for us, and – then we'll get to kind of see something other than straight to Fury Field from Louisville. Yeah. Mm. Uh, my my plan was originally, and see, this is why I've kind of had to change and adapt since speaking to my wonderful wife, um, who has been instrumental in supporting this whole endeavor. Um, I was originally actually planning on working half a day on Tuesday and leaving work at 1.30 in the afternoon, coming back here, picking up all my gear and then starting the 14-hour drive, driving That's straight through crazy. the night and arriving at Fury Field at 3 a.m. the following morning. You did so not want to do that. I am, <laughs> so. I am very glad she said, Joel, do me a favor, take Tuesday off. Your boss will understand. And I did, and he understood. I am now officially leaving probably around 6 a.m., um, in the morning uh, here local time on Tuesday and I will arrive at Fury Field with probably a stop or two between 6 and 8 p.m. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I'm very glad about that. that. That's a good thing for people to consider because once you're at Flight Fest, sleep doesn't there's not a lot of sleep that happens uh, No you, we tend yeah. to be up, We tend to be up till you know, God only knows what time in the morning hanging out and BSing you hit you hit the sack and then all of a sudden like it's light out and you're getting up and you do this like three or four days in a row. If you arrive exhausted, and I did last year from because I did a summer camp and left and came straight to White uh, Fest. Yep. It's a it's it's tough. Well, and then you get the kids and stuff. They I mean as soon as the sun's up, they got planes in the air. Yeah. So yeah. you know your your wake up alarm at six six thirty in the morning. Our electric airplanes flying, which is an amazing way to wake up. If you're yeah, ready to I, wake up, as even even the, even the young kids, you know, fly that early in the morning, and not including us older kids. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well put, Mikey. Both both, uh, both previous years I've been there. It's been amazing in the mornings. Uh, yes. B before the major part wake up, wake ups, one or two planes in the air. The fog is laying low. And uh, well, it's just amazing. Yeah, as we all, you oh, are going actually, to become, yeah. you are going to be the king of transitions, or what? What do they call it? Um, segways. Uh, segways. <laughs> you're, you're the king of segways, my friend, because you've led me perfectly into the next thing. Um, my next thing was camping. How are you planning on camping? And how are you sleeping? Is the big question. How you sleeping? Like a um, boss, that's how. So, first like of all, <laughs> I have to openly thank yeah, Dan Sponholz. Yeah. That is correct, Mike. That, that's uh, correct. <laughs> oh, wait, hang on, hang on. Ooh, that's pretty. Yeah, that's morning. Let me, let me push you up. exactly what it looks like in the mornings there. Oh, that's gorgeous. 
Um, uh, it's, I, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Um, Dan Swanholz, I have to personally thank you for providing my primary bedding uh, for the uh, trip. He is bringing uh, one of the uh, cots that I will be borrowing um, for the event, which I will be using in my tent. I have a 15 and a half year old Euro hike as beyond mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, eclipse. And that is going to be my tent. Uh, it is bright silver. So you'll be able to see it from the DJI Phantoms quite easily there, Mikey. Um, and uh, I uh, basically, my setup is going to be, I'm going to have everything kind of in a big plastic tote. Um, I'm, I'll be sleeping in the cot um, with a sleeping bag, a travel pillow, um, and basically all of my essentials are going to be in that big plastic tote. Um, and that, that I ba- I'm pretty much budgeting that all the planes will be kept on in the car overnight. Um, during the daytime, I'm going to have like a big blue tarp that I'm going to fold over um, because I don't mind them sitting out. They sit in the Florida heat all day long as it is. So I have no problem with humidity because if they were going to disintegrate, they would have already done so by now. Um, so, uh, and I use, uh, and guys, Seriously, if you have not built planes yet, start using Gorilla Glue right now because Gorilla Glue is phenomenal for gluing planes together and keeping them together when hot glue decides to melt. Well, and you're so small, I figured I was just going to bring my daughter's little pup tent and you'd be cool with that. (laughs) Is it pink? Does it have unicorns on it? No, actually, I've got the one that's black and pink and the top is bright pink with uh, black... Um, skull and crossbones so why don't you bring it anyway and i'll just t- i'll we'll take a picture of me next to it just for giggles yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that, that sounds like something for me well we're, 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 my legs sticking out <laughs> we'll do that too so, all your legs yeah, so people don't realize I'm I'm almost I'm just like a, an eighth inch shy of six five. Asborn's like about a half inch taller than me, and I laid in this thing from the one corner, and my hips were sticking out the freaking front door. So trust me, <laughs> <laughs> my my and, my wife. I wish I had it. My wife had a picture of it. She goes, "You look like that drug." Dumb, well, rear end. <laughs> I passed out in this kid's tent, and I'm like, "All right, whatever." That's what I am. <laughs> may I, may I also just say that everyone, I guarantee, is at least a head taller than myself, who stands a whopping five foot four. four. <laughs> we already said but that was how many podcasts ago we already said you're you're in for the midget tossing and if i catch mike he's going too so <laughs> here we go okay oh, you don't have to great. catch me buddy i'll be standing right there waiting on you <laughs> oh that's fantastic oh this is gonna be hilarious so I, can, uh, I, I will go ahead and say that uh patrick asbjorn and myself are going to be staying in Ben's Taj Mahal. Yeah. Now, I have a uh, uh, an air mattress that works wonderfully. Uh, not sure what Pat's got. I have. And, I'm bringing one too. Okay, and then Asbjorn would be the only one that really needs bedding. I told you I've got that air mattress, the one that actually we used for. That I had to go out and pick up at three o'clock in the morning. Remember that story? 
Okay. Hey, so during those yep. Ohio rainstorms, those double as a flotation device. That actually sounds uh, good because uh, FlightQuest One, I had a little problem. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that earlier. The uh, yeah, the air. Ma what was it? It was two to three inches of water in that thing, and the air match was was floating yeah. nicely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my it's like a waterbed. Yeah. Yeah, his phone, we found his phone underneath the floating air mattress on the bottom oh, of the water. That's usually not good. <laughs> well, it did live uh, a couple of years after that. So, this is my Ritz-Carlton set up at Flight Fest last year. Very nice. And inside that tent is a queen-size air mattress that Wendy said we are absolutely going to use. Uh, I did upgrade the generator. I will have that one too, so we'll, we'll make sure that we have plenty of power. His and yeah, cut your face, Ben, just because yeah. you got a good his, deal. His full price generator, folks. He got it. Yes. Hold on. <laughs> uh, so while while he goes off, um, I, this is just a quick thing. Is oh my goodness gracious! That oh, is nice. Tiny. Oh, Ryobi. Yeah. Holy no, cow! So here's the um, thing. Uh, just earlier, excuse me, Joel. Earlier today, no, I, I picked up the exact same one with less than an hour runtime on it. Those things go at at Home Depot for six hundred, which is what Eddie paid. I picked mine up for three fifty and pissed them off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Very nice. But um, um, hey, one thing that Wendy just texted me to remind me to tell everyone: AT and T has almost no service at Fury yeah, Field. Great point. Almost uh, Verizon is very strong there. I don't know about Sprint, but AT and T is they pretty stink. much non-existent. So I will be getting a prepaid burn phone to make sure that I can get a hold of anyone at home and they can get a hold of us. That's a really good idea. I that may very well idea. do the same now. I that is. Thank you. Can you please thank Wendy? Allison Thanks, Wendy. You're grateful. awesome. Grateful. Um, and this is actually this is a question regarding not necessarily the Taj Mahal, but the the thing that sits next to it. Um, I noticed you had a 10 by 10 canopy. Is yes. there anyone else who is bringing one of those? Yep. Everybody of course. else. Me. Not me. Mine blew away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't no. even mine. I'm not planning on bringing one, but seeing that everyone yeah, had one true. in that picture and everyone is saying yes. Um, what? Just out of curiosity, what exactly was it that you were using it for? Shade. Um, shade. shade. Well, yeah, there is no trees, and if it sprinkles or anything, you can lower them down and still sit under them and stay dry. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, last year in the volunteer area, we had five or six of them together and made, like, our own little area that stayed dry so we could cook, build, whatever we needed to do outside of trying to do it in the build tent also. Yeah, it, that's what my wife called the Waco complex last year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's how, that complex was kind of scary. We got a lot yeah, done in there, though. Well, and, and uh, since it sounds like out of this group, it's only me and Spawns that are actually bringing RVs, even though they're not actually, you know, pushers. Um, 
I'm not bringing a 10 by 10. I mean, my little pop-up's got a pretty decent-sized awning. Um, are you bringing one sponsor? No, and this year I'm actually bringing my brother-in-law's travel trailer, so I'm not even going to have my pop-up, and I don't think that has an awning on it. But in the past, like with my pop-up camper, it had a pretty decent-sized awning, and that's yeah. what we do. And, and that's what mine's got, too. So, you know, I like like mine, I, I've even got... Um, like I got a queen size on on my pop up on one side and a, I think it's a full size. Hell, even the table converts to a a twin size. So I figure once Joel gets too cold at night, he's gonna probably try to crawl into my trailer. Aww, <laughs> you're so sweet. You're thinking of me. Already. I didn't say you were gonna be allowed. I just said I, you were gonna. I, try. I, thanks. <laughs> I, I mean, say, I thought that that was an extension of an offer. <laughs> I could say that with the new generator being as quiet as it is, I am gonna bring a small electric heater for the tent just in case. Oh, mm. because well, year, can, we, can we talk year, about fire safety, Ben? <laughs> oh, I've done that because, and I mean, and and I'm not saying that I would run that, but I have. I mean, we used to tent camp years back when we go fishing. I mean, we would tent camp in the winter, mm. and you know, as long as you make sure that everything is away from that electric heater, you're in good shape. Well, and it's it's not that like. Um, Fred, I would gotta wish Fred and, and Josh were here. They gotta test to it. My, I borrowed my buddy's generator last year, and that first night, sat there, it just, oh my god! I thought Fred was gonna come over and kill me. But you are that guy. I, I was that guy last he year. He is that guy. But you know, it's it was after that. It was kind of funny since me and As were in charge of the the flight line last year. Um, I actually got tasked with like going around and telling people to to shut them off, but mm-hmm. you know, the technology now is, is so, they're so quiet, like, I have a CPAP, you know, I know Spons runs a CPAP now, too, and it's like, you know, I've got a battery set up for my camper, but I'd really rather run a generator, so that way I can, you know, now have to worry about it, so. Actually, my thought is, uh, you guys drive trucks, uh, with the generator up in, uh, 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 up in that truck with some, uh, so, some thought about sound deadening or, uh, or something, mm-hmm. nobody's going to hear him. That's a good right. point. If you put some insulation around that, it, it would kind of deflect the sound straight up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Actually, there's a, is, uh, I wish Tommy was here because he was the one who was telling me, and, my, and I talked to my dad who's former Army, and he said all you got to do is just take a 4x4 a four four sheet of plywood he goes, and you put the exhaust pointing away anyway, and then on the front of it, like where, where the people are, you just kind of put it on an angle, leaning on the front, and he goes, and pretty much every bit of noise gets deflected out away from everybody. So. Yep, yep, yep. that's true. That's great. Yeah, so. um, I, I was away for a second, but but did anybody mention kind of generator etiquette and, and time of day or time of night to turn them off and that kind of thing? Well, that's what we were discussing. It's okay. it's normal etiquette. It's 10 o'clock at night. We shut them off, everything else. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, if you need it for a medical reason, it's a toss up. Yeah. Sure. Um, I bring your, my question, so I don't hear them. I mean, that's, I (laughs) would recommend that to anybody who's a light sleeper, bring earplugs. Okay. Um, is is there anyone who is not bringing a generator? Hold on. Cruz was trying to say something. Okay. One thing that, uh, that I've run into and I, I ran some numbers on it, um, not all CPAPs actually draw that much power. Uh, well, the one that draws about three amps. Um, and okay, overnight that will drain your car battery. Um, but actually, no, it actually won't draw drain your car battery. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, 
it will, you do need a decent sized pack. You probably can't pull out the little bitty uh, charger that you use for your cell phone. But um, I ended up picking up a 35 amp hour battery pack and I can run several nights camping with CPAP and no issue. The well, you're also, that's that's because I'm on the same boat. I, I ran a lot of the numbers. If, if you are those guys that have to wear a CPAP out there or, or even those ladies, um, you can't run your humidifier with that. Your, That's the trick. The humidifier, your humidifier kills it. It a lot of power. Oh, yeah. Oh, hold on. You can kick off me for a second, Joel. I'll show you my little battery setup I was calling you guys about. Hold on. Okay. Um, is there anyone who is not bringing a generator? Sorry, I had said while Dan was speaking. I will not. No, he um, can use mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what? You're you're going to be in Taj Mahal land, um, so that that definitely answers my question as to uh, and, and, that. And I've got Ben and I will both have that same Ryobi generator, and then the one that was in the picture, that little red one, that's the little Harbor Freight one. It's a great generator for small stuff. It's it's a 900 watt, so you know it's not real great for running soldering irons and things like that. But it's Charging batteries, it'll charge batteries all day long on a gallon of gas. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, and Sean Corcoran's bringing to the Ryobi. Uh, yeah. The same Ryobi generator. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I want to take a jump back to uh, pop-ups. Yes. Because uh, there will be a lot of pop-ups uh, along the flight line. Most people will actually uh, bring a pop-up and put it up next to the flight line just to have uh, somewhere to sit, somewhere to have the planes, uh, and just just to sit and relax and then watch the show. Yep. Oh, you're yeah. talking about easy. Oh, up. the easy up. Easy up. Oh yeah, the easy yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. When, you, when I hear pop-up, I think camper. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Over here, we call the either easy up or pop-up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, Joel, show this real quick if you don't... Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pop you on camera here Dude. real quick. And Ben, if you wouldn't mind, uh, let's see here. Go for it. All right. I, can you guys hear me still decently? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're good. Fantastic. Yeah, this thing, Dan, you'll, you'd love this, uh, Cruz. I've got a uh, 75 amp hour <laughs> bad boy. It's, it's actually is built by the Australians. It's actually got a built-in inverter. I've got uh, DC outlets. I've got Dean's port outlets and a 350-watt built-in inverter with a plug. So, And then I, I don't like running generators at campgrounds and stuff, so I'm actually uh, – I've got a solar power setup that I'm bringing with me that I, my normal camping stuff. Uh, I so, know where I'm charging my batteries now. Dude, <laughs> I'm telling you, I, between the, the solar power, that thing, and my generator – I'll be able to light up like half the flight line if we need to. <laughs> Sweet. Well, one thing I was going to ask about how we get power to those of us who are not bringing, but I think you've just answered my question. You, 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 you beg and you plead. Well, <laughs> outside of that, there are, I'll follow your lead. <laughs> there are charging stations in the build tents as long as uh, you put your lipo-safe batteries in your state. Lipo bags, and you stay close to your batteries. There yeah. are chargers let's, available to use. Let's let's go to Dan Cruz about this because he's he's yes. the man to talk he's to about king. the etiquette for charging stations and such. Yes, king of the flight uh, the build tents. Speak. <laughs> okay, 
far as that goes, and well, I'm not the king of the build dens, just spend too much time there. Um, <laughs> you know, there will be plenty of power there. We didn't have issues with it. Um, you definitely bring your chargers. Um, there are other people who have chargers there, but we've had issues with people um, plugging into a charger they don't understand, burning up the charger, and oops, my bad, walking away, and the guy who was doing you a favor now has a dead charger. So absolutely, absolutely bring your own charger. Um, please don't go too far from it because, you know, we might have a circuit breaker pop, at which point if you're not there, it's getting unplugged. Um, if you're not actually charging something, please, please, please unplug it. That power supply is still drawing power and it's taking up an outlet. But absolutely, please use the power. It's been, it's been brought there for you. Uh, the other thing that I would say is if you can be self-sufficient, absolutely please be self-sufficient. That's, that's, that's a cool thing. You're giving power and time and space to somebody else who may not be able to do it. But if you can't, those are things that are provided for you. It's a part of your aided mission. Um, we're putting it there for your use. Can I, can I caveat and on top of that is... Uh, is the is, is safety, and for those of you out there who don't know, I'm a firefighter paramedic, so I always think about the safety aspect with this stuff, is know your charging rates. I know last year we had two batteries that started to go because people don't understand. They, they, they let a guy come up and charge his battery, and they don't change any of the settings. Now, I've got a, a high-tech X4 up there, that I could change the voltage, how much my amp hour, you know, my charge rate, everything else. And you get some of these batteries that can't handle it. You know, they can only handle a 1C rating, and a guy leaves his settings on his charger, which is like mine. Most of my batteries all have 5Cs, and you're gonna, you're gonna, if if your charger doesn't stop itself, we're gonna have blown batteries. You know, so obviously the lipo bags. Obviously, know if you're gonna be using other people's equipment. Know your charging rates so that way you can ask them to change it for you so we don't have any incidents. Yeah. One other thing that has been really a common theme that I, if, if you guys haven't picked it up and if the people who are listening have not picked this up is if you go to this event and you spend your entire event just sitting there flying planes and walk away without having met one other person without having spent time, without having shared your supplies, without having borrowed something, seriously, you might as well have been at home and mm -hmm. flown at your own home field and then gone and watched a YouTube video at home. You have missed the yep. entire point of this festival. The point of this festival is getting together. So absolutely, if you don't have the right tool and you're in the build tent or you're at your own tent, talk to your neighbor. Get to know them. While you're building something, chat you see somebody do something cool, and you will see people do cool things, ask them about it. Because that's the whole point of this event is hanging out with everybody else. <coughs> when yep. it comes time to eat and you eat food, share meals with people. Um, maybe you won't eat all of your food. Maybe somebody else eats it. You're going to have some great meals, if nothing else, chatting with other people. Uh, you've got a fire, have people come up and join them. Somebody you else. If you're from Kentucky, bring moonshine to share, Eddie. <laughs> hey, but you know what? I got some really good Fruit Loops from Dan. He he gave me Fruit Loops when I was hungry. 
That's he was saving them just for you because he knew you was a Fruit Loop. That's right. <laughs> and, and to so, go with to go with what Dan said, honestly speaking, had I not met Mike on, at the first so, Flight Fest, I would not know any of you guys. It's mm, and, and I mean, and that was that was the whole thing. Is Mike and I ran into each other, we got to talking, we made friends, and Sean Cochran. I, I, yeah. <laughs> and then I've it just, never met a stranger in my man. life, man. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and that's the whole thing. Exactly what Dan said. Talk to people. Just introduce yourself. Talk Ask questions everybody. about their planes. Yes. I mean, just Mike thought I was crazy because I was running a Super Cub with a simple soar wing on it, but I got 30-minute flights out of it. He was like, it that's was awesome. nuts. <laughs> that's epic. It was awesome. I've still got the wing. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, that's that's a lot of the of of it is just meeting everybody. That's the reason why Wendy yeah. always loves going back. Is she's like, I don't care about the planes. That's fun, but the camaraderie from all of the oh. guys there is just unheard of anywhere else. Uh, um, I mean, even I can attest as someone who has never been to Flight Fest, and I have had the pleasure of meeting. Uh, Dan Cruz, Josh Finn, and Adam Drain, um, and every single one of you guys have been so welcoming and so warm, and uh, Dan was even gracious enough to welcome me into his home uh, to stay during our incredibly cool weekend for the swap meet, uh, and I cannot thank any of you guys enough for, um, for everything that you guys do. I mean, I've never been to a flight fest, and I cannot wait to give each and every one of you a big old bear hug and a thank you because you guys really would that be a you guys cub uh, that would be a cub hug a big old bear hug <laughs> come here guys yeah, you guys are great no well, um, what he's actually going to sound like a oh dolls come on come on let's give you a hug <laughs> 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 And by the way, hold on, hold on. we stand in there and all of a sudden we'll hear, hey, oh, it's me, Joel. And we'll be like looking around like, what's hey, hey, guys, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember me? I do want to say something on a very, very serious note here. Um, Flight Fest 2014 was the first time I got to meet any of these guys. Um, you know, and it was, it was really, it was probably Patrick, Asbjorn, uh, Eddie, um, Dan, um, I don't know that I met, I probably met, you know, some of you other guys, but well, except for Joel, cause Joel has never been, so, <laughs> sorry. but, uh, I, no, I, I'm sorry, buddy, but I can honestly say I've probably got the best friends anybody could ever ask for because of this community and one of the things that I don't want to get away from from this is you know flight test did start this thing but without the community of a bunch of guys like you guys it would have never went anywhere so I want every every everyone that's in the community that gives to the community to think about that a minute because I mean that's amazing I mean how many, how many people do they got liking them now? Like a half a million? 
and I guarantee you there was 6,000 people there last year. I didn't meet anybody that was rude and no. maybe one, but I mean, it, it, it's the most fantastic, <laughs> unbelievable thing ever. It was Ben. Ben was the rude well, guy. Well, it was that guy. It was that guy. <laughs> Actually, it was a vendor, but we won't talk about him. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah you remember that. But anyway, <laughs> but, I mean, think about that. Oh, that's funny. You know what? And, and without it being cheesy and, and bring back the flight test guys into it, I mean, how often does does Bixler say, you know, it's not about going out there and actually flying planes. It's about going out there and making memories. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's exactly what it is, you know? Yep. Yep. Without a doubt, and uh, and that I I, I I can't even put into words how excited I am. Um, I know we're going on two hours here, and I know to all of us it doesn't feel like it. But um, let's start to do the last couple of wrap up things. Yeah, well, um, I, I want to make sure we talk about some of the local places there that people. In fact, how did you know that that's what I was going to ask for you to do, Patrick? I was about to say, Patrick was outstanding this afternoon. He went and did some research and he has found a couple of things that he wants to share for everybody to be aware of that is surrounding the flight test area. So I'm going to go ahead and hand the reins over to Patrick who will update us from here. Yeah, um, mostly these are, except for I think one, these are places that I've been to uh, while there. Um, in terms of grocery stores, there are well, there's one full-blown grocery store that I'm aware of, and that's Woods Grocery. Uh, and hopefully we can get the uh, addresses of all these places in the show notes or when we do an article for the uh, flight test page. We can have those in the show notes. Uh, Woods Grocery is sort of a full-blown grocery store. Now, it's not like, uh, I don't know, depending on where you're from, it's not like a Kroger or a Giant or whatever big grocery store that you're used to going. It, it, it's a country, small town grocery store, but it's got what you need. Um, <clears throat> down at the other end of town, there is uh, an IGA, and that's kind of like a, a convenience store on steroids. It's like a little bit less than a grocery store, but more than a convenience store. And uh, that that's really close to the Furies property, and it's a, like a two-minute trip to get there. Um, so those are the two local grocery stores that, that I've been to. There is also um, a, I don't know what to call it, it's like a super Dollar Tree. There's a Dollar Tree grocery store in Carrollton, Ohio, which is just a few miles down the road. Um, I, I tried looking that up online today, but I couldn't find any reference to the, to the grocery store Dollar Tree. So, But it's in, New, or it's in Carrollton, and you can look that up on the map and you'll find it. Uh, there are two pizza places that uh, I have experienced uh, at the, uh, well basically it was Eric Monroe's idea because we were starving and lazy so we said let's get pizza and we did. Um, the one is, uh, the one we went to last year is, I think it's called, oh crap, um, Oh crap pizza? That doesn't less sound than, good. No, yeah, really. West End Pizza. West End Pizza, and I guess that's on the west end of town. It, it's actually 
almost impossible to find because it's like around the side on this building that's a bar at one end. It's kind of strange. The The one that we hit the year before is Crossroads Pizza, and that's right across from the IGA, and that pizza was awesome. Uh, there's also another, it was Paul's Pizza that I found online when I looked at pizza places. Uh, I don't know anything about it, haven't been there. Um, so, oh, and, and it's also important that IGA and Woods Groceries has uh, beer and wine. They, they carry those there, so it's not like Pennsylvania. And, 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 that's, that's and, and the other thing I'll say too, Patrick, is... Uh, if you think about it, Canton's only like 25 minutes away. So, I mean, if you have to go get something from a large, you know, place to go, I mean, Canton's only 25 minutes away. It's not very far at all. Right, uh, right. Carrollton, just to the southwest, is southeast, yep. excuse me, uh, is actually, that's a fully blown up town. They've got uh, a convenience store. If you had to go to the hospital, heaven forbid, you know, um, there is where you would go, um, and it maybe 10, 15 minutes down the road. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot easier than going all the way out in the camp. Yes. Um, also, there's a uh, there's a building uh, hardware store there in town, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's actually right behind the IGA, right across from Crossroads Pizza. And it, it, it's not – you won't find a Lowe's or a Home Depot there, but this is a really nice – uh, I guess privately owned hardware store. It's a uh, Robertson's Building Center and Supply. Okay, yeah, there you go. Say, you, you wrote it in your show notes, there, Patrick. <laughs> yeah, I remember, but yeah, I, I had to run out there to get a, a bottle of propane for the Coleman stove, and they were the only place in town that had it. So, now, is that the place you drive through the middle of their lumber yard? No, no, that's a number. The lumber yard is uh, like right down the road from the Furies. I haven't been there. But it looks like a yeah, old the school, of the hill. Yeah, it looks like a really old school feed store slash lumberyard. Yeah. Um, like way back when. It's pretty cool looking. I'd kinda like to go in there and see what they have. Yeah. Any other establishments that anyone else wants to share about? Uh there is a full blown in Alliance, there is a full blown twenty four hour Walmart. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was gonna ask. If anyone knew if there was like a Walmart. Oh or, yeah, trust me, uh, that's that's the one I had to run to at two o'clock in the morning to buy an inverter and a freaking air mattress. <laughs> All right, so trust me, I know where it's at. Okay. Um, if uh, and sorry, Dan, could you repeat where the hospital is one yeah. more time? Uh, it's the little bitty town to the southeast. Um, they also have a bit a lar slightly larger grocery store. They have a CVS, you know, the basic um, uh, pharmacies and such there. So if you're looking for something like that, uh, southwest is actually, or southeast is the direction you need to head. Um, they also have, they actually have quite a few hotels there um, that aren't too, they look like they're kind of new and decent shape. I was kind of surprised driving through the town that it looked developed for as far out in the boonies it is. Yeah, and that's Carrollton. Ohio. Carrollton. Carrollton. Yeah. And again, we're going to have all this information posted in the show notes, which I promise both episode 11 and episode 12 show notes will be going up this week. Uh, I'm actually going to be in Louisville uh, this weekend for a wedding. So yeah, you are. Eddie, <laughs> Party time. Eddie, it's going to happen. You know, it's funny because you are I the first one. I haven't spent any money. That's the way to do it. 
I'm excited. No, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm trying to figure out some time that I can sneak away and hang out for a little we'll bit. just go down town to shaking her Street. Head. Tell yeah, her, really. to, I'll take her to Hard Rock Cafe <laughs> and she can get drunk. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what? We'll have uh, Wendy drag uh, Allison away and you and I will just run to your local field. It, it will be fantastic. Oh, well, then you just and need to come to my house because the field's like a mile away. <laughs> there you go. We can we can set that up. Um, so hey, can before... I add something else on, on the stuff we were talking about? Go for it. Um, Sorry. Just, just because <laughs> I, I went over there last year, um, Minerva, if you guys know where that's at, it's, it's about 10 minutes northeast. Um, right along 183, I mean, literally from Fury Field. There's a Dollar General there. There's another small grocery store. There's a a um, little mom-and-pop pharmacy. You know what I mean? So there's there's definitely stuff in the area if you need to get something. You know what I mean? It, is, it isn't like you're just being nothing around. It is, and, but it is America. And the last thing that I know that sure. none of us talked about, lighting. If you need light at night, Bring it because there is none. You're in a field. You can use uh, LED strips hooked up to lipos. It does a great job. Yes. Yeah. That's works. One idea. Works wonderfully. Alrighty. So I'm gonna start to do the wrap up here um, for everybody, and I would actually like to hand off to our two hosts uh, who aren't expecting this, but Ben and Eddie. Please, will you talk? about the Flight Fest, Flight Test Community podcast build nights that will be happening at Flight Fest. Sure. I'm going to let you take it, buddy. Sure, thanks, Joel. You're a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) I knew it was coming. Yeah, no. So we um, we were able to reach out to the guys at Flight Test, Austin Fury. Um, originally started working with Josh Bixler, but Austin Fury. And um, in case you guys haven't, anybody that's listening to this podcast or, or watching the webcast, um, either live or back and you know watching it over, excuse me, um, we do a build night series. Um, actually, Eddie, we want to announce the dates for the next one. So um, it's unofficial because I haven't talked to the two builders yet, but uh, we're looking next Saturday. Pat and Joel. I uh, have the wedding <laughs> yeah. that day. <laughs> okay, Pat. I got this, bro. <laughs> All right, so, yes, we'll do June the 11th. Uh, we'll we'll start it up probably 7, 7 Central, so 7, 7 Eastern, 8, somewhere in that area, and then uh, we're going to build the Baby Brit and the Baby Baron. See, I told you I'd get it in their spawns. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> should, I, should I build one of these beforehand, or should I just go in cold? Um, Look what I'm doing. <laughs> I guess it will also be on how professional. But, no, we we had talked about it with Spawns, especially as there's so much news generated. I know we're diverging a little here, Joel, but so much news no, about the, the Dawn Patrol, the Gaggle Gotha, the Gotha Gaggle. I always flip those two around for some reason. But you know, being able to get out there. So we want people to, to know how to build it. So if you guys are planning on doing the Dawn Patrol, please, please join them, um, and, and they'll show you how to build them, and that way we can get as many planes up as possible. Um, the other thing that we go back to the original thing is the Build Night series. Um, once a month right now where we actually do the live stuff, 
And so we're very excited that, again, that um, Austin Fury is going to be allowing us. Uh, Thursday night, our own Tommy Armour, Tommy Love, right, Pat? <laughs> Tommy Love. But uh, we're actually going to have uh, him. He's going to be doing a tiny trainer build with everybody. Uh, and you guys can actually get all your registration done for that now, too. Um, Austin got all that stuff up. And then Friday night, yours truly is going to be actually building a mini arrow, which was voted on by the community, so you guys out there, as the one that we want to see built live. So there's going to be a bunch of us. The, the whole, Almost the whole gaggle here is going to be um, kind of helping out, wandering around. We're going to have the guys up front uh, actually building it and showing you. So that way we're actually looking forward to this. I think it's a great opportunity for what we're doing, and it's a great opportunity for Flight Test Community Cast. Sorry, I had a bug like Buzz bomb. <laughs> but uh, but we're really excited about doing it. Um, there's there's some preparation that's going to go into this, so we're not like mm -hmm. stumbling on ourselves. But we're really really excited about it. Uh, it's going to be Super fantastic. Exciting. And uh, may I speak on behalf of uh, Mike and Patrick for a second and give both of you guys a massive thank you and a massive shout out for getting this prep because. As we have stated before, Mike, Patrick, and I are the hosts of the Flight Test Community Podcast. The spinoff is Build Nights, and Eddie and Ben have been instrumental in getting that organized. It's they do all, all the prep behind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they do all the prep for it. They get everything taken care of. They do all the work for it on their own, and it's because of their hard work that this has become such a successful program as part of the Flight Test Community Podcast um, team. So thank you guys from the bottom of all of our hearts. We really appreciate what you guys are doing because you've only increased our listenership. Um, you've got more people involved in the community, and we cannot thank you for that enough. And we can't wait to kind of show off your talent and what we can do for you um, at Flight Fest. So you guys have done an outstanding job. So thank you. It's, so much it's all Eddie. I'm just the monkey that does all the work. So He's just the mouth that got it all done. It was just an idea. <laughs> I was like, hey, this will work. And Ben's like, I yeah. got this. Watch what I can do. No. <laughs> and, and, and look I, what he did, man. And, and yeah, I really, everyone. everybody, please, please, please get out there. Get on to um, uh, the Flight Test, uh, Flight Fest page, okay? Um, they're already taking pre-registrations for the build series. I know how it is. It's going to be the last second. There's going to be a, a ton of people that want to do it. If you want to do a community cast, build nights with either Tommy or myself, depending on which plane you want to build, please, please, please pre-register. The cost of your entry actually is a speed build kit and... Uh, you know, and all the stuff you need to build. They're going to have all the glue, the razors, everything that we need to build the planes, minus the electronics, okay? So please try to get it pre-registered. I'd love to be able to see. Um, right now we have 50 slots um, nailed in, and I, I'd love to be able to hit all 50 and go to Austin and say, you know what, yeah. let's open it up a little bit more. So please, guys, Absolutely. go out there and, and, and get it pre-registered so that way everybody can get a spot if they want one. And, and you, and you can't beat it because, I mean, you get the speed build kit, you've got everything you need to build it, and then you're going to have a room full of guys that are experts that know how to build this plane. Who that are going to make you call it an expert? Hey, I wasn't talking about 
I was going to say, on the monkeys. I mean, we're going to have. The flight test guys will be around. Yeah, we're going to have everybody involved. So we're going to make. And the cool thing is, we're going to broadcast live. We're yes, hoping. we are. We're hoping. We are. No, we will. We will. <laughs> I will make sure that happens. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're trying to arrange it, guys. So if you're not able to make it to Flight Fest, we're gonna try. I'm caveated by saying try to take the broadcast broadcast live, so people can follow along mm-hmm. with us in their homes. Absolutely. And and as far as expert help, you're gonna hear it because I'll be on a PA going. Uh, Dad Cruz, please refer to the building. <laughs> no, 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 don't do it that way. No. <laughs> How many people have done it that way? We need new kids. <laughs> Uh, so, thank great. you, thank you for that plug, Joel. Appreciate no, it. No, absolutely. And again, because you guys are you guys are part of our team, and we are so proud to have you guys on board with us. And uh, again, cannot thank you enough. So, on behalf of everybody here, I want to also go ahead and thank Carl Leidick. Thank you for joining us. You've been a phenomenal host once again. Dan Cruz, thank you again for joining us for your second podcast as well. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Dan Sponholz, thank you for your second visit. A very short uh, intermission between your uh, last visit as well. It's been a been a pleasure being here. Thank you. Uh, and of course, as beyond, thank you for joining us from the other side of the Atlantic. I know it's something like three a.m. over there, so thank you so much for no, no, staying up with us. Ah, four four twenty now. It's morning. Yeah. And also, of course, I want to thank my co-hosts, uh, Mike Finley. You are instrumental for getting this podcast uh, moving, so I thank you very much for everything you do. And Patrick, you are the colorful, colorful man that I love talking to every day, and thank you for everything that you do as well, my friend. You're um, no thanks to Eddie, though. We're not thanking <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, it's, it's all yeah, the audio yeah. stuff. I got nothing. <laughs> all the rest of us have to thanks Mr. Darth Vader Joel who brings us together the the cub (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and by the way guys yes you figured it out the show name Cub Hugs is going to be episode 12 0012 Cub hugs. So, uh, guys, we we love bringing you this content. Uh, we are very and again, we're going to keep it top secret. Everyone, be quiet. No. I'll mute you all. We are no. really looking forward to uh, bringing you episode thirteen, and we'll bring more information on our Facebook page. Um, so please be on the lookout for that. It's coming. We are very excited about it. So, um, Mike is saying no because I know he doesn't want well, to say any more here, than that. Here. No, actually, there's a little bit more we can say. Oh, go for it. Our next podcast is at least going to be about safety and rules at Flight Fest. And we will have one very special guest, which we won't mention any names, but we want to make sure that everybody tunes in for it because this one's going to be real important for especially the people that have never been to Flight Fest before. Mm -hmm. Um, This one is strictly going to be on rules and all those wonderful things. Uh, what you can and can't do, and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's going to be real important that everybody follow this one and everybody watch it and or at least listen to it. I, I know mm-hmm. I will listen to it on the way to Flight Fest. 
just to make sure that I have it fresh in my mind. So we want to make sure everybody's here and everybody's going to listen to that one because it's going to be important. Yeah, if and you have poor judgment like me, tune in. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to make Pat listen to it twice before he shows up. <laughs> Mike, let's play it safe three times. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm with you. <laughs> um, and, and again, from all of us here, this has been an incredible two hours. We, we love every single one of the community for uh, joining us. Join us again next time for the next episode of the Flight Test Community Podcast. Again, you can find us on Facebook. Find us on the brand new streaming service. For those of you who still have not found us yet, we are now on Podbean. Find us in iTunes. Fl search for Flight Test and we come up immediately. And again, subscribe like us and please if you haven't done so already leave a review for us on itunes we really appreciate yeah. all of that feedback right, jugsy thank you my friend we really appreciate it and everybody out there we wish you guys blue skies we will see you for the next edition of the flight test community podcast episode 13 have a great night thanks guys